Well, hey, friend, thank you so very much for being a part of our radio program today. I'm evangelist Mike McCurry. I have the great joy of being the host of this particular radio broadcast, Bible Tract Echoes. I'm also the director of a ministry called Bible Tracks Incorporated, and our founder, Dr. Paul Levine, will be speaking to us today. Now, let me tell you about what he's going to want to speak to you about. Now, realize Dr. Paul, he's been dead for over 25 years. You see, that's a little blunt. Well, here's the great thing. I know exactly where he's been that entire time. Is he in a coffin somewhere? No, friend. He is in heaven. And today he's going to explain the Christian's hope. Now there are a couple of different kinds of hope. Now maybe you are, you are only aware of one kind, but Dr. Paul is going to explain the differences between just regular old hope and the Christian's hope. He's going to give us maybe a little bit of an English lesson. There's a noun hope and there's a verb hope. Maybe you'll listen in for the remainder of this broadcast. Not long ago, I had put out a little bit of a challenge, asked people to share with us their salvation testimonies. Of course, this week of broadcasts focus in on that most important of topics, your relationship with Christ, where you will spend eternity. And a lady named Cheryl sent us an email not long ago, and she shared with us, her salvation testimony. I'd like for you to listen now. It just might be a help to you. Here's what she says. Hello, dear friend in Christ. I was making potato salad this morning. Now we can pause right there and say, hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I don't know what event you were making potato salad for. It's well after the 4th of July. Maybe it was just for uh, the noon meal or maybe she was having company over. Regardless, Miss Cheryl, if the opportunity ever presents itself, if I could try some of your potato salad, I would be honored to be given that chance. But anyway, I digress. I was making, maybe I'm just a little hungry right now. Anyway, I was making potato salad this morning and she says, I heard your broadcast on the radio. It's been such a blessing. The Lord, through that broadcast, has prompted me to share the testimony he has so graciously given me to display his great power and the power of redemption through our Lord Jesus Christ to the praise of his glory. Man, oh man, I, I already like the start of this. She says this, I grew up in a very non-Christian home. My mother and father divorced because of adultery when I was just five years old. This had a very negative impact on my childhood. My mother went through many boyfriends and neglected to properly care for my two younger sisters and myself. My father was a hard worker and tried as best as he could to provide for us, though he was often absent. Around the age of 11, I began cutting myself to provide what I thought was relief for the internal pain I was experiencing. I was in and out of the psychiatric hospital several times for suicide attempts due to my anxiety and depression. After graduating high school, I moved in with my boyfriend at the time and began heavily drinking and using party drugs. At age 22, though, my father died suddenly, and I began to use heroin to subdue my sorrow. But this only led to more sorrow and more difficulties. Throughout my early to mid-twenties, I was in and out of jail, put on probation, attended rehab, though I was asked to leave because I had relapsed. During my time at this rehab, the idea of God as my higher power, if you will, in quotes, was introduced to me, and I began praying. 
Jesus was not preeminent in my life, but looking back, I can now see his hand in the events that occurred. I had many instances where he was clearly calling me, but I continued to run from his call. In 2019, by God's providence, I met the man who is now my husband at a small cafe where we both worked. He also was not a follower of Christ. He had a similar background to mine. His parents divorced when he was young. He suffered from anxiety and depression and used drugs to cope. We spent our time together living in sin and following the lusts of our flesh. One weekend, he went away camping with his father and I spent that weekend with his mother. Both are professing Christians, but neither bear good fruit or live holy lives, yet both spoke of Jesus as their Savior. At the same time, in two different locations, my husband, who was only my boyfriend at the time, and I were both being called to Christ. Though the gospel was not shared per se, we were still able to realize through the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus was the Son of God and we needed him. At the end of the weekend, we reconvened and discussed our newfound hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. We went out bought Bibles, began to read fervently and attend church. I believe at this time we were saved and God began his work of working on us. The more we read, the more we were convicted of our sin and separated from living together. After almost six months of separation and growing in the Lord through his word, we were married. Praise be the Lord for his grace and salvation. All glory and honor belong to our great and holy God. The Lord our God, rich in mercy, sent his perfect Son, Jesus Christ, to bear his wrath, which we sinners so rightly deserve, so that we could be redeemed and washed in the precious blood of him who knew no sin. What a joy to hear this gospel testimony. Somebody coming to Christ, maybe even not understanding every single point of doctrine, but still realizing they had a need for something greater than themselves and coming to, and you can tell by the verbiage here, coming to the realization that Jesus Christ is king and he was the only one that could save them. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for sharing this testimony. In just a moment, Dr. Paul Levine is going to talk to us. He's going to explain the Christian's hope that Miss Cheryl so eloquently put just moments ago. Will you listen now as Dr. Paul Levine preaches to us? All right, now let's talk just a minute about hope. Now listen very carefully, we'll try to explain something to you about hope. Hope has to do with the future. Hope has to do with something which is possible in the future. See, are you with me? Hope has to do with something good in the future, and hope has to do with something that's possible in the future. And then... There's a difference between that kind of a hope and the Christian's hope. Now, I want you to listen very carefully because this part I want you to understand. Hope has to do with something in the future. And hope has to do with something good in the future. And hope has to do with something that's possible in the future. That's hope. Okay, now the Christian hope is a little different than that. Listen now carefully. I'll show you what the Christian hope is. The Christian hope has to do with the future, going to heaven, and the Christian hope has got, uh, it's got something to do with something that's real good in the future, like going to heaven. And the Christian hope is something that's possible in the future, like going to heaven. But the Christian hope carries the guarantee that you're going to go to heaven someday. No hope so business about it. See, you're not just hoping someday you're going to go to heaven. You absolutely know it. It's guaranteed. There's no ifs nor ands about it. And you're as sure of going to heaven as you're sure you're here right now. Now, that's the kind of hope a Christian can have. That's the kind you have. 
Do you say, listen, listen, can you say, I know for sure that if I died right now, I go to heaven and there's not a shadow of a doubt about it? You see, now that's the kind of hope a Christian can have. All right, now look, there's two kinds of hope. There is a verb hope. Now listen so you get this part now. There is a verb hope. What is a verb hope? Well, a verb is something you do. A, a verb is an action. How many know what a verb is? Let me... Uh, can we have a little mic on it? Here we go. All right. Now, verb is an action word. Now, I'm walking. Walking is a verb. I'm doing something. See? All right. Now, look. I'm hoping to go to heaven. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to go to heaven. I'm doing something. That's a verb hope. It's something you do. But there's also a noun hope. Now, a verb hope is something you do, but a, a noun hope is something you have. See? All right. And so, uh, the verb hope says, I hope someday I'll go to heaven when I die. But the noun hope says, I know I'm going to go to heaven when I die. You say, Brother Paul, how do you know that there's such a thing as a noun hope? All right, listen. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus Christ is not a verb. He's a noun, isn't he? All right, there's your noun hope. <laughs> See? Okay. Now then, what kind of a hope do you have? You go around and say, I hope I'm good enough. I hope I'm religious enough. I hope I've joined the right church. I hope I've been baptized right. I hope I've taken the Lord's Supper right. I hope I behave myself well enough. I hope I'm doing good enough so that when I die, I'll go to heaven. That's a verb, hope. You're doing something. Or can you say, bless God, I know when I die, I'm going to heaven. And I'm not going there by my good works or by my religion or by my morality. I'm going there through Jesus Christ who died for my sins and rose again. And one day as a lost sinner, I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. And I know I'm going to heaven. And that's my hope. That's the noun hope. Now, which kind do you have? You see, it's wonderful to be able to have the noun hope. Not something you do, but something you have. What is the noun hope? It's the absolute perfect assurance of heaven. You know, a lot of folks don't think you can have that. You know why they don't think you can have the perfect assurance of heaven? Because they think salvation is by good works. You know what the average person thinks? Now, this is kindergarten talk to most of you, but I never know who might be here who's never heard this. The average person thinks that uh, when you get to the end of the trail and you meet God in judgment, he's going to add up and see how good you were. And then he's going to add up and see how bad you were. And if you've been gooder than you were bad, you go to heaven. If you've been badder than you've been good, you go to hell. And you won't know till then. Isn't that what the average person thinks? The average person thinks that if your good works will outweigh your bad works, you'll go to heaven. But if your bad works outweigh your good works, you go to hell. It's all up to how good you are and how religious you are. That's a million miles from the truth. I remember going to see an old man one time, body, soul. And... Uh, when I started to talk with him, you know what he said? He said, I'm scared. I'm scared. And I said, what are you afraid about, mister? What are you, why are you afraid? I felt sorry for him. Here's an old man tottering on the edge of the grave, and he's scared. So I said, what are you afraid of? And this is what he said. I am afraid that my bad deeds have outweighed my good deeds. And he figured that if his bad deeds outweighed his good deeds, he didn't have a chance, he'd be lost and go to hell. So you know what I told him? I said, mister... Even if your good deeds outweighed your bad deeds, you still wouldn't go to heaven that way. So he's in a bad fix. See, 
He's afraid that maybe his bad deeds is outweigh his good deeds, but he finds out from, from me after we talk that even if his good deeds had outweighed his bad deeds, he still couldn't go to heaven that way. You see, friend, you don't go to heaven on the basis of how good you are or how religious you are. Heaven and salvation is not something you buy. It's not something you win. It's not something you earn. It's a gift. I have been so blessed, not only by Dr. Paul Levine, but by Cheryl, the testimony that you shared with us not long ago. Thank you so much for that. If you have a testimony that you'd like to share, would you contact us in just a moment? The announcer will be on to tell you all kinds of ways that you can get in touch. Thank you so very much for listening today. I pray that you have a great day for His glory, and I pray you come to a saving knowledge of Christ if you have not already. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.